He scored a home run and didn't even know it. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. What's up, Happy Lifers? Thanks for joining us today. I am really happy that you did. I'm just feeling so melancholy. Is that the right word? Not sad, just, I don't know how to word it. I'm kind of, but don't worry, nothing's going to stop me. Lack of trying is not going to stop me. I don't know how to word it, but... (laughs) I'm going to try to word it. So this is going to be a little bit different. This isn't going to be the typical podcast, but every podcast is unique anyway that we do. I don't just have a time where I come up and record my podcast. I always wait for inspiration to hit. I believe that God made us and God has a plan for us and he's crazy about us and he's crazy about how he made us. And I know we make a lot of mistakes, and I think that we tend to think that God is very disappointed because of the mistakes that we make, but I think God understands us, and he knows we're going to make mistakes. I think he gets more excited that we get up and keep trying after we've fallen down. I don't think mistakes rock God's world when it comes to how he feels about us. I think what rocks his world is when we just lay there in our mistakes, in our sadness, in our despair. And we just quit. I think that's probably what bothers God the most. He just, he knows we're going to make mistakes. We were made weak because we need him, because we need each other. You know, the Bible is full of so many commandments and so many suggestions and so many guidance and, and tools and inspiration and stories and you know, I want to do, I want to live my life according to something that's that big, that's that large. I, I want to live my life how God wants me to live my life. But when you look at the Bible, you can very easily get overwhelmed by all the things. There. There's no way you could live up to all those. Let me put it this way. I was watching, this was years ago before these ever got popular, but it was basically a webinar, but it was to, it was broadcast to people all around the world and I was able to sit and watch it and this guy, the leader of the whole thing, after after they've had all these people come up that are experts on all these things, talk about what a good leader is. It's a leadership conference. By the way, I think we should have more followship conferences. I mean we all talk about being a leader, but we don't talk very much about being followers. And you can't be a leader if you don't know how to follow. And you can't be a leader if you don't have followers. And I think oftentimes we're so concerned about getting followers that it's like when we look at some of our social media, we look at how many we follow and how many are following us. I think sometimes we think, well, I, I know I've, I've been guilty of this, that I, you know, I'm like, well, I don't want to be following more people that are following me. That's a sign of, of a loser. That's a sign of a, a person that, you know, what I, 
I don't know, whatever negative thoughts are there, right? But I, I'm kind of rethinking that right now as I'm talking to you about this whole, what's wrong with being a follower? I mean, what's wrong with being the best follower you could be? A lot of our leaders that are great leaders got there. I think all of them, to be honest with you, the great leaders got there because they were great followers. And oftentimes when you support people and you follow people and you do it well, it's not long before people are paying attention to you. People want to follow you because you follow them because you follow other people. And that's really one of the best ways to become a leader. Like I said, my thoughts might be all over the place and I'm not even exactly 100% sure the bottom line where I want to get to in this podcast, where it's going to go. I think I know where it's going to go, but I'm not positive. I'm just, like I said, I'm just sitting in this moment. So going back to my last thought, which is rare that I can actually remember my last thought. I remember when I went on that tangent, I'm like, you're going to forget where you're going, Steve. (laughs) But I didn't. So I'm watching this conference, this leadership conference, and the guy that put the whole thing on gets up and he starts pulling out all these books of all these leaders, all these hot books of the time. And they'll say, this book has the the three keys to success. And this book has the, you know, 12 steps a leader needs to take. And this book has the 14 ways to become a leader. And this book has the, and all these things. And he started pulling up all these books. And honestly, I was getting overwhelmed. I'm like, well, guess what? I'm not going to be a very good leader because there's no way I can even remember that, let alone do it. But at the very end of it all, he pulled up the Bible. And he says, here's the book of God. He talked about the story of Jesus, who was this incredible leader that came to earth. And he came to earth to serve people, not to lead people. He, came, he led people, but he came to serve people. The Bible even says that, that he didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give up his life for people. And he said, and there's a point I'm trying to get to, the simplicity of the Bible is all those things, all those, when the, the leader of the conference said this, I just, my heart, it just rest it just fell into place and that's what happened just a moment ago with me something fell into place we'll get to that in just a second but he talked about this bible is full of all these commandments and we have a hard time doing the 10 commandments right just 10 of them but the bible is full of so many laws and rules and suggestions and and stories and inspiration but jesus himself he was asked what is in the bible what is the number one thing what is the greatest command in the bible what is the greatest lesson in the bible And Jesus answered him with this. And honestly, he was trying to, the person was trying to trap him in his words. It was kind of like a political statement. But Jesus replied with this. He said, love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Love God. And the second is like it. Now, he wasn't asked the top two, but he knew you can't separate the two. He said, the second is like it. Love your neighbor, love your fellow man, your fellow person, as you love yourself. Because when you do that, you, you can't do one without the other. Bible also says that if you say you love God, but you hate people, you, you don't get it. You, you don't, that's obviously not word for word, but that's basically what that verse in the Bible is talking about. And all of a sudden, when I looked at all those books that guy had been holding up and all the things you have to do to be a good leader, I think there's no way I can do that. But when he held up the Bible, which he said was one of the greatest leadership books ever, he might even said it was the greatest leadership book ever. This is a long time ago. So Jesus said all the law and the prophets, all the things in this Bible, everything that was written, all the stories, the inspiration, the suggestions, the commands, the rules, all that stuff. He says, all the law and the prophets 
hang on these two commands. Love God with all your heart and love your fellow person as yourself. Love your neighbor. Love, your, love, love humanity. Love other people like you love yourself. He hit a home run and didn't even know it. For all you movie buffs out there, maybe some of you have already figured out what that movie was. I just got done watching it. And I've watched it so many times. There's a few movies. Every time they're on TV, I will I'll flip to that channel no matter where it is on the TV. And this was one of them. And in this movie, it was, it was Moneyball with Brad Pitt and um, Jonah Hill. Brad Pitt at one point says, it's not about the rings for me. It's not about the money for me. It's about I want to change the way baseball is done. I want to change the way the game is played. And his team, the Oakland Athletics, doesn't have the money that all the big league teams have. And so for them to win when they can't afford the players like all the other big teams can, it's, it's next to impossible. But he grabbed Jonah Hill, the, his character. Um, I'm trying to remember what his name was, but that's really not important. It was based on a true story. And this guy didn't even really know baseball. He, he went to Yale. He, he majored in, he graduated in, what, economics or something like that. But he was outside baseball so he could have a different look into baseball. And he shows up and says, we're looking at this thing all wrong. But everybody looked down on him, on his character. Everybody looked down on him because he didn't fit the role of everybody else. So they misplayed him. They didn't give him the attention that he deserved. And so the only option that Billy Bean, Brad Pitt's character, had was drastically change what they did because they didn't have the money to buy the big players. And they lost all their big players when they didn't win the series the year before. They lost all of them. And now they had to rebuild from the ground up. But if they, they didn't just go through the same motions. You know, I, I put it on my Facebook cover uh, page, my Facebook cover picture, a quote by Einstein that said something along the lines of, we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. He also said to do the same thing over and over again and expect different results is insanity. He didn't say that wasn't verbatim, but that was basically what Einstein said too. And in this situation, Billy Bean, the manager of the Oakland A's, didn't have a whole lot of options, and he paid a price. Nobody wanted to believe in him. Nobody wanted to listen to him. And he knew if he didn't win the series, everyone would write him off, and they did. But the Boston Red Sox did not. They saw what he had done. And they offered him this contract to become, and he would have been the highest paid manager in baseball if he took it. Or not even in baseball. The highest paid manager, I believe, in all, in all general managers. There's no general manager in any professional sport that would make what Billy Bean would have made when the Red Sox offered that to him. He changed the game. He stuck to his guns and he changed the game. And the, this kid that he went after, he took him from another baseball team and, and purchased his contract or his salary or whatever. And now this kid came to work with Billy Bean and Billy Bean believed in this kid when no one else would believe in this kid because he was desperate. And sometimes we're not going to change until we get desperate enough to change. And they changed the way baseball was done, and they paid a price. Everyone thought they were stupid. They didn't fit. And then at the end, when he didn't win, when they lost the, the divisional series, they didn't even make it to the championship series. He thought that he had failed. And that's 
when Jonah Hill's character, I wish I could remember his name, when Jonah Hill's character said, I want to show you something. Billy wasn't in the mood. He just lost the series to get into the big series two years in a row. And this year he had lost all of his big players and he put all of his everything into this into this whole thing. And he was called a fool. He was written off by everybody. You know, it's so funny. We watch these movies and we can relate to these movies. And we we like to cheer these movies. I think I need to do a spoken word. I've been wanting to do this spoken word for a while. Maybe I'll do it on one of my next podcasts coming up here. Uh, called Don't Miss Him, but we always applaud these people on the on the big screen and, and, and everything, but we sometimes we don't realize that we're doing the same thing that the nemesis of these heroes in the movies do. Like we judge people because they don't fit, because they don't sound like anybody else, but the true revolutionaries rarely ever fit into that system. That's why they're revolutionaries. That's why Jonah Hill wasn't even about baseball, and he got a job. His first job was working in the major leagues as a baseball consultant, and he didn't really, I don't think he even knew that much about baseball. He he got his degree in economics. So the revolutionaries, the people that make the big difference in life, most people never notice them. And we see them on the screen. We love it because they're played by some star. And the screen has the, you know, the movie has the, the background track and has everything. It makes you feel it and, and you get to feel their life in just a matter of a couple hours. And, you know, because they condense it down into a movie and we go, man, that was something. Those guys shouldn't have treated that person that way. But we tend to ignore people the same way. We tend to downplay them or not pay attention to them because they don't have the degree. They don't have the looks. They don't know anything about the career we're in or the sport that we're in. Maybe they don't have a winning average. And we tend to play off, you know, downplay these people. And yet when we see the movies, when someone else is downplaying these other people and we know what's going to happen there, right? We say, <laughs> we, we get mad at them in the movies and go, that guy was an idiot. Why did he not even listen? Why didn't the guy not even pay attention? These guys know what they're doing, right? But that's that's a movie, and it's a, probably a story about something that's already happened, or it's a fictional story that someone made. But it, the, these movies, they they're all about real life. They're all about life. They're all about story. When you're feeling down, when you're feeling discouraged, when you're feeling like no one is taking you seriously, I know we're all built differently. But what I like to do is I like to watch a movie. I get a lot of inspiration from movies, and honestly, I feel like. God reveals a lot of things to me in movies like he did tonight. And the reason I would say that it wasn't just a movie, but I got done watching that movie and I just, I was like, I got to go upstairs and record something. I had a, a interview all lined up for this week's podcast. I'm getting ready to fly out of town early Saturday morning. And I don't know if I'm going to have any time at that point to edit the the podcast. So I was hoping to get the podcast done today, but the interview, and I can't wait to, it's going to be another limelight. Um, and she's the owner of the gym that I go to, and she's got an incredible story. I can't wait to share that with you guys. But that kind of fell through, and oftentimes in life, that's what happens. Our plan falls through. That's what life does. That one line in the movie The Moneyball, Brad Pitt's character Billy Bean says, adapt or die. Billy, can we talk? Yeah. Yeah. You're unhappy, Grady. Why? <laughs> Wow. May I speak candidly? Sure, go ahead. Major League Baseball and its fans, 
think I'd be more than happy to throw you and Google Boy under the bus if you keep doing what you're doing here. You don't put a team together with a computer, Billy. No? No. Baseball isn't just numbers. It's not science. If it was, then anybody could do what we're doing, but they can't because they don't know what we know. They don't have our experience and they don't have our intuition. Okay. Billy, you got a kid in there that's got a degree in economics from Yale. You got a scout here with 29 years of baseball experience. You're yeah. listening to the wrong one. Now, there are intangibles that only baseball people understand. You're discounting what scouts have done for 150 years, even yourself. Adapt or die. And that's what he had to do. He had to adapt. He had to change the way they did things because he couldn't keep doing it the same way. He didn't have the money these other clubs had. He didn't have the, the, all the stuff needed to do it in a typical way, which was great because it caused him to do it in a different way, and he changed the way baseball was done. Because remember, remember when I said the Boston Red Sox offered him the highest paying any general manager had ever been, and he turned it down, by the way. But Billy was very, I mean, Brad Pitt's character, Billy Bean, was very down. He was very sad because he, he had lost the series. But he had just said in a couple scenes prior that it's not about the money. It's not about the ring. It's not about the win. But it still bothered him. He said, because if we don't win, no one is going to take us seriously. But the Boston Red Sox owner did take him seriously, and he offered him that incredible deal, which he turned down. And he's still, as at that movie, the last scene of the movie, that the credits as they come up, they're, they're putting up some stats there on the on the screen and, and it says that Billy Bean, you know, took the job in, in Oakland and is still waiting for their World Series win. But he said it was about changing the game, and he did. Because the Boston Red Sox won the World Series two years later, implementing Billy Bean's strategy that was laughed at by everybody else in the movie was laughed at by the manager and everyone was given the the manager of the oakland athletics giving him all the kudos saying he's the one that that won this thing and they didn't even know it was because of billy bean and that other guy that was working with him brad pitt and, and jonah hill's character they're the ones that did it all and but yet when they were losing that's when billy Bean, the general manager got blamed for it but when they're winning they didn't even and oftentimes that's what happens you don't even realize that what's going on behind the scenes or people don't realize what's going on behind the scenes in your life at the very end of that movie that's when jonah hill brings billy bean and he says i want to show you i want to show you something in the film room brad pitt's character was like i don't really want to see it he says come on i need you to watch this and he shows this guy who gets up to bat. And uh, he's always afraid to round second because he was a really big ball player. Bigger than most ball players. You don't see ball players that big. He was pretty big. He played for the Visalia Oaks, I guess. And and he hit this shot out to center field and just started taking off. And he hated to run to second. He was big, right? And this time he decided he was going to go for it. And he did. And then Jonah Hill's character said, and then the worst thing happened. His fear came upon him, right? And he rounded first and he wiped out. So then he's crawling back to first base. And everybody's laughing. Billy Bean, Brad Pitt's character, said, you know, oh, they're laughing at him. He says, yeah, they're laughing at him because he doesn't know what he just did. They had to tell him that his ball actually went over the fence. He hit a home run and didn't even know it. A <laughs> little awkward, right? A little embarrassing, right? But it's not so embarrassing when you get across home plate. It's embarrassing everyone's going to tease you, but you got the home run, right? You won the game. And I said all that to say this. 
when you're down and you feel like you're losing, man, when you watch a movie, what character do you fit in in there? What do you go to for inspiration? If I'm down, I don't need to put on the news that's going to bring me down. I don't need to hang out with other people that don't believe in me. I need something that's going to inspire me. And all content producers have someone that inspires them. All life coaches basically have life coaches, right? All coaches of professional teams have their coaches, people that they can look to. We all need our inspiration to get through this thing called life. We don't have any other options. We need inspiration. And tonight, this afternoon, um, uh, after I did all my bunch of work and I got tired, so I laid down, took a little bit of a siesta. I love how that culture, the Hispanic culture, takes a siesta in the afternoon. I wish we did more of that. I think we, if we learned to rest in the middle of the day. So I've been doing that sometimes, and today I did it, and I just thought, I'm done for the day. I just was out. I just was melancholy. I just didn't have a whole lot of gumption, and I'm feeling bad that I don't have the gumption. But I saw that that movie was on, and I just felt led that I was supposed to watch it. So I did. I find myself crying through the movie, relating to the characters of Brad Pitt and, and uh, Jonah Hill's character. I can relate to that. Um, we all have know what it's like to have people that don't believe in us or think that we're crazy or whatever. And But at the very last scene, when, when he said he hit a home run, didn't even know it, I lost it. And immediately I, I got the inspiration. I need to come up here and record something. Whether it gets put out or not, I just need to get my thoughts out. And I want to say this to you. Just because you wiped out at first base. Just because you feel like people don't believe in you. There's always going to be haters. Like when Taylor Swift said it, right? Haters going to hate, 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 right? <laughs> There's always going to be people that don't understand. And don't be one of those people that just falls for the big name or for the it go what everyone else is going with. Just goes with the flow. Because usually it's the people that go against the flow that make the real difference. We need to start paying attention to those people. Anyway. Let me get back to my thought to end this thing right here. You may feel like you wiped out at first. But we hit a lot more home runs than we think. And what Jonah Hill's character was trying to say to Brad Pitt's character was you feel like you lost. You feel like you failed, like you wiped out. But you hit a home run and didn't even know it. And there's a world that's bigger than our world. (laughs) We live in a physical world, but it's also a spiritual world. And it's so much bigger out there. Then our just, you know, our, our, we think that we're the center of our own universe, but there's so much more out there, right? There's other people involved. There's other, this, this thing is so much bigger than what we think it is. And I just want you to know, I just felt like I need to tell you. Like I said, I wasn't sure where I was going to go when I came up here, but I'm pretty sure of it now. I can feel it in my gut as deep as, as I can feel it. You hit home run, you just don't know it. So act like it. Believe it. Nobody, maybe nobody even notices, but it doesn't matter. You swung the bat. You ran for first and you decided to go for second and you wiped out. Yay. So what? Good for you. Good for you. You're scoring a lot more home runs than you think you are. I'll go swing that bat. Go round first. <laughs> you have scored. You have made a difference. You might not see it or other people might not see it, but just because they don't see it and even just because you don't see it doesn't mean it hasn't happened. Someone had to tell that baseball player 
that wiped out. Someone had to tell him, oh, by the way, get back up and run. You scored. Get back up and run. You scored. That's a word for you, not just the movie. Get back up and run because you hit it over the fence. Don't quit. He had to finish around on the bases or the run wouldn't have counted. So don't quit. Don't lay there. If you're hurt, get the staff out there to help you out. Tell someone you're hurting. Tell someone you're struggling. But get back up and run. Make someone happy. Make just one someone happy. I hope that helped. And you. I hope that inspired you. Will be happy too. Believe in those that know what else believes in. And then people will believe in you. You have a lot more wins under your belt. You have a lot more home runs you've hit than you think you do. So thanks for listening. And remember, life isn't perfect, but that does not mean it can't be happy. Oh, and one more thing. Today, when I was just feeling kind of meh and kind of laying there, I allowed myself to be in that moment. The inspiration wasn't there. So instead of trying to make something happen... I just watched a movie. I just allowed myself to stay there, and I did my best to fight off any negative thoughts that were trying to get in my head, saying you should be doing something, you should be doing something. When I allowed myself to be in that moment, and then I was looking for some movies, and that one movie, I just felt like that's one I got to watch. When I did that, and I gave in to that moment, the inspiration returned in a powerful way. So sometimes you're down, sometimes you're out. You just need to allow yourself that moment, the inspiration will return. Don't try to force it into happening. Sometimes you just keep going through the motions, but I rested. I stopped, which is very interesting because I'm speaking this weekend and I felt like what I'm supposed to speak on this weekend is called take it easy, slow down, relax. And that's really what I did today. And when I did that, the inspiration came back naturally. And one more thing, when the Red Sox won the World Series, Two years later, using Billy Bean and Jonah Hill's character system, it actually broke one of the most popular curses in sports history. Up to that point, the Red Sox had won five of the first 13 World Series, and then the curse of the Bambino struck where they went 86 years without winning a World Series. That's what was broken by the system that Billy Bean and his assistant came up with. So I'd say they did a pretty good job of changing the game as well as breaking the curse. Now you can say it. Steve Ace. <laughs>